I'm gonna come keep you company. That, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, ew. Yes, that would have been very articulate and not confrontational at all. Ew. <laughs> ew, sir. Ew. Ew. Get away from me. <laughs> all right. Just Are we ready? Yelling. Fire. Yes. Sorry. Fire. <laughs> you're not supposed to yell help. That doesn't get people's attention. If you're ever in a situation like that, you're supposed to yell fire. Like if you're in a situation yeah. where you're being attacked. Because people are more likely to respond than if you yell help. Oh. I would have been like Sandra Bullock in Speed, where uh, Ellen, uh, what's his name? Ellen Ruck is trying to mm-hmm. like talk to her, and then she's just like, hey, come on my seat. Gum. <laughs> like gets in his face and then moves. I said gum. All yeah. right. Focus. All right. <sighs> okay. And welcome to Donna Martin Graduate. A podcast where we watch old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 in order and talk about how much we hate Jim Walsh. God, we hate Jim. We do. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I'm your other host, Kelly. And it's been a minute. Did you miss us? I did. You missed you? I did. (laughs) I'm not me. I'm not me either. So this week, we watched season two, episode two, The Party Fish. Yeah, so Everybody like, get your rave music out. I was supposed to like rave music. It was horrible. I'm not really even going to address these titles because these titles are hard, y'all. Uh, this episode starts off with Brandon and Jim sitting around the breakfast table, eating breakfast. Jim asks Brandon what time the express bus leaves for his job at the beach. He says 6.30 and groans while getting up. Like I do when, you know, I walk up the stairs. Jim asks him what's wrong, and Brandon says that he has job burnout. Um, dude, you've been at your job for a whole week. Jim notes this as well, and Brandon tells him that it's the hardest job he's ever had. And Jim's like, well, that's what happens when you work, you big money, baby. I mean, if it were anyone else calling Brandon out, I'd be like, yeah, buddy. But it's Jim, and nobody likes Jim, not even his kids. Brandon suggests that he could quit his super hard job after one week, you know, if Jim would pay for half of his car. Um, If my calculations are correct, then um, he really only has to work one more week in in order to be able to buy this car. Easy peasy. Next, we are at the Beverly Hills Beach Club, and Brandon is carrying umbrellas onto the tennis courts. Like patio umbrellas, not the kinds for drinks. Aw. I'll give him that much. And then despite telling his father how busy he always is, like he says he never has time to enjoy the beach, mm-hmm. uh, he has time to lean against the fence and watch two old rich guys playing tennis. There is a debate on whether a shot was out, and Brandon volunteers that he was lazying around watching. He affirms the shot was in, and the one old guy is happy. All of a sudden, Henry's there, as well as a blonde waitress who is definitely in her mid to late 20s. She also starred in the movie April Fool's Day. Yes. That's which, a good figure out where I knew you, her from. Yeah, she, I think she, I want to say she is like really good friends with Julia Roberts, but I think I could be wrong there. Oh. But she was in April Fool's Day, which I don't think gets enough credit for being a good, it's not really a horror film. It ends up being a camp 80s. horror film. Yeah, it's definitely 80s, but it was actually a good movie. And yes. I don't think it gets enough recognition. Okay. Neither I, here nor there. Neither here nor there. And she plays somebody named, like, Muffet. Yes. Yes. Uh, ooh, I got so excited about that. I forgot what I was doing. 
Okay. Okay. Henry tells her that Brandon was a quick study, and she remarks that Henry never mentioned that he was so cute. Ooh. And now he's in love. Of course. Because the girl paid attention. Henry addresses the old man who won the tennis game as Mr. Radinger, and Brandon introduces himself as Jim Walsh's son. It's then that we are told that Jim and Cindy are thinking about joining the club. <laughs> Jim, again, maybe do a better job at saving, and both of your kids can go to out-of-state colleges. So selfish. He is. Like my grandma for dying. God. Dylan <laughs> <laughs> stops by to talk to Brandon, who isn't really busy, uh, obviously, to shoot the shit. Uh, Brandon asks how he's doing, and he says he's fine. It's a teenage breakup. It's not death. I mean, what is this, Twilight? A uh, Twilight reference. Yeah. She sat in that chair for like four seasons of loneliness. <laughs> Brandon tells Dylan that he's got the hots for Sandy, the blonde waitress, because she's an attractive woman who talked to him. <laughs> you know, the bar's pretty low. <laughs> and then Brandon so invites funny. Dylan over to the house, and Dylan says that he might take Brandon up on that. How awkward would that be, though? Hi, there's my sister. You, she just broke up with you and broke your heart. Let's hang out. Yeah. Do you want a root beer? <laughs> At West Beverly, Brenda is in drama class, attempting to create emotions based off of a memory she has about a time she got lost in a department store. Meanwhile, David is all up in Donna's grill in class, and she doesn't seem to mind. Aww. Class has ended as Kelly is walking down the hall with everyone, despite the fact that she's not taking the class. She invites everyone to the beach, but Brenda declines, stating she wants to work on her sense memory exercises some more. And then David starts talking about creative types and invites himself to the beach. <laughs> and Brenda and Andrea discuss who they are avoiding at the beach. Brenda is afraid she will not be able to stick to being broken up. She sees Dylan. I can understand it. Mm -hmm. And Andrea just wants to know if Brandon has asked about her. I'm guessing by the look on Brenda's face, the answer is no. Nope. So Brandon and Sandy talk about rich people. And then talk about the Great Gatsby. Sandy asks Brandon how old he is. And he says, well, how old do you want me to be? Well, I'm guessing old enough so she doesn't get arrested. <laughs> uh. The Beach Club is holding an event for prospective members. And Jim and Cindy attend as a guest of Mr. Rottinger. Sandy is suddenly very angry at Brandon as she storms off. By menopause. Uh, Steve seeks out Brandon to invite him to watch the Grunion run. And Brandon invites Sandy, who yells at him for not introducing her to Jim and Cindy. Um, are they a couple? I mean, did I blink and miss something? And isn't she, like, 40? I mean, would we be having a rational discussion about this if it were Brenda and an older man? No. no. She eventually agrees to go. And Brandon reminds her that his friends are in high school. And she says, well, that doesn't bother her. Okay, Mary Kay Laferno. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Topical references. That's so 2000 and late. We got all the zinners today. <laughs> the next day, Brandon's day off. Brandon reveals to Brenda that he went on a date with a much older woman. And Brenda's like, super gross. I mean, no offense, Brandon, but the last time you tried to date an older woman and you thought it was a date, it didn't end up very well for you. And you ended up having to get some sort of seaweed wrap that I'm sure you really didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> And I think this girl is actually much older than the girl with the bull haircut. All right. Uh, speaking of super gross, Brenda is wearing the exact same outfit she wore to school the day before. Yeah, come on, Brenda. You don't even have any kids. It's way too early to be that kind of lazy. <laughs> and at breakfast, or it's just tired. It's yeah. not actually lazy. You're it's just not tired lazy. It's just tired. tired. 
At breakfast, Jim tells the twins that he doesn't think they will be joining the beach club. They would rather use the money for college tuition. Finally, something that makes sense financially. Although they eventually joined, so fuck your tuition. <laughs> and Brandon is irrationally angry about the news as if he'd get to magically stop working and still get his car if his parents became beach club members. I mean, doesn't Brandon get to be a beach club member for working there? He does. He goes on his day off. And shut the fuck Ugh. It's Brandon. Brandon. Brenda watches as Brandon yells at his father and is like, what's wrong with this asshole? And I'm thinking maybe we misjudged her. Maybe she is the protagonist. Somebody's gotta be. Jesus. It's me. <laughs> Despite being his day off, Brandon heads to the beach club. I mean, why does he need his parents to join again? <laughs> we just talked about the previous conversation. <laughs> He beats Mr. Rattinger at a game of tennis before complaining about having to work over his summer vacation. Entitled, Mr. Rattinger is appalled by the fact that Brandon has to work. Um, let's be clear. He doesn't have to work. Brandon doesn't. He just wants a new car, and so he has to pay for it. I mean, that seems pretty reasonable, even for Jim. We don't even like him. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mr. Rattinger offers to talk to Jim for Brandon. But Brandon declines, and then they both stare lustily at Sandy, who's busy schlubbing drinks. Gross. Brandon hunts. He hunts. He hunts. And then he hikes. <laughs> Brandon hunts Sandy down after her shift and offers to take her home in a limo, which is actually a tandem bike. They stop at the beach, and Sandy waxes poetic about where she thought her life was headed when she was Brandon's age. And Brandon tells her that she's still young. Uh, okay. <laughs> she tells him that she wishes she had met him five years ago, and he tells her that he would have been in sixth grade. That makes him a junior in high school, Sandy, and also writers. That makes him a junior. She then tells, or she then asks him how old he is, but instead of answering, they kiss. <laughs> Seriously, how is this acceptable? What is wrong with these writers? He's a teenager, and she's like weeks away from collecting social security. Uh, maybe they really should have called her Mary Kay. <laughs> then we would have thought she was selling makeup. Uh, I suppose. We see the odd couple pedaling extremely fast down the boardwalk. <laughs> it's like somebody took the chain off their bike. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> they pass by Dylan, who seems really perplexed, and he seeks out Brandon in the locker room. Why is Brandon in the locker room to begin with? We don't know. He's not working. He doesn't seem to be changing his clothes. Maybe we should discuss this. Uh, Dylan warns Brandon, telling him that Sandy is not the type of woman he should be dating. He clarifies that it has nothing to do with her age, although it should, but the type of person she is. He won't elaborate, but asks Brandon to just trust him. Brandon throws Brenda in his face. It's okay, though, guys. He's the good guy. Yeah. Brandon tries to hunt Sandy down and finds Henry, who is carrying a plate full of food. Nothing much happens, except Henry says that Sandy is picking up her check. I just wanted the excessive amount I just wanted the excessive amount of food on his plate noted, for the record. Yes. And Brandon finds Sandy, who is in tears, and tells him that she can't meet him tonight, but she will make it up to him. Gross. Yep. And Jerry Rattinger catches up with him and tells him that he wants to discuss Brandon's new car. Ooh, boy. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Kelly. Have you ever made a purchase online or stayed somewhere that you uh, saw online? I have. And have you ever left a review for any of those things? I have. 
Have you gone online and read any reviews before you've purchased or stayed somewhere? Yes, I have. Like the sugar-free gummy bears? Well, I didn't stay in sugar-free gummy bears, but yes, I've read those reviews quite a few times. Well, I read a review about a goat farm in California, and people left positive reviews, but there was a spider that crawled in my hair and a grasshopper in the shower with me, so I wish we never would have stayed there. Oh, bummer. So, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems, like the goat farm. Like the goat farm. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy, a barista who's just too friendly, Ooh. or a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about it all. And so prepare for equal amounts of laughter and eye-rolling. Kind of like this podcast. Exactly. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans. I've been to a ghost tour in Vegas and a strip club in New Orleans. Does that count? Probably. Oh, perfect. Or DMVs in Phoenix. I have not done that. Nope. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Indeed. So listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. Bye! Bye. And we're back! Back at Casa Walsh, Brandon explains Jerry's propositions to Jim. He wants Brandon, Jerry wants Brandon, to be his gopher over the summer, and once school starts, he'll work in his publicity office in conjunction with his position on the paper. What's your function? He's doubling Brandon's salary and will even make him will even pay him for the days he doesn't work. I mean, it all sounds above board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Brandon makes some cutting remarks about not having a life because he doesn't have a car. And, you know, let's not forget that the reason why he doesn't have said car is because he wrecked it from driving. Sit down, Brandon. Take a seat. See that table? Grab that seat. The next morning, Brandon vents to Brenda, theorizing that Jim is trying to continue to punish him for totaling Mondale. First Hmm. off, see above uh, about the drunk driving. Right. But Brenda says that she doesn't think that's the reason. Even 16-year-old Brenda says that this job sounds shady as hell. She then suggests that Brandon try talking to Jim about it again. Obviously, then, Brandon wants to talk immediately. But Jim had to drive to San Diego for an audit and isn't home. And Brandon works the late shift, so Jim will be sleeping when he gets home. And Brandon somehow thinks this is all intentional on Jim's part, so he doesn't have to talk about the job prospect. And Cindy is just like, I'm just trying to water my flowers and just can't with you right now, Brandon. Moms, am I right? Yep. At the beach club, Jerry tells Brandon that he doesn't want to cause any problems between Brandon and Jim, so he takes the offer off the table. Brandon says that he's still interested, and Jerry then tells him that he's got to grow up hair at some point. <laughs> um, I mean, he's 16, guys, a teenager living under his parents' roof. <sighs> writers. Writers. Uh, Sandy is still upset, and Brandon thinks it's about him, of course, because he assumes everything is about him. Sandy tells him that she's just going through some adult stuff, stuff that teenagers would not from Beverly Hills would not understand. Burn, Brandon. Also, is there some real class warfare in the 90s L.A. that's going on that we never heard about on the news? Apparently. Just curious. Brenda is in the living room, screaming for her mother in a winter coat. 
she's in a winter coat, her mom's not. Yeah. Trying to work through her sense memory exercise when Jim walks in. He talks through the day that she's trying to remember being lost in a department store. And he talks about how happy she was riding up and down the escalator. And it seems to trigger something because she stops crying and smiles. Okay. First off, escalators are not babysitters. Why are you letting your children just ride escalators all willy-nilly? Well, they not see fear with Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. They made it seem, no, probably not. <laughs> they made it seem like she got lost and then they found her on the escalators. Oh, okay. But if that's the case, because he tells this big story about how happy she was on the escalators, then how did she, I, I mean, how did he see her on the escalators if that's where she got lost? I yeah, don't get it. I don't so, either. Anyway. Continuity is not a I digress. Back at the beach club, Brandon and Steve are talking. Seriously, Brandon? When do you work? A very young girl walks by Steve and checks her out. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> a very young girl walks by and Steve checks her out. Brandon criticizes her age like the giant hypocrite that he is and asks, what is she, 14, 15? Um, aren't you guys like 16? That's two years. You're dating someone who probably groans whenever she stands up. Duh. Henry finds Brandon and lets him know that Mr. Rattinger needs some extra manpower in the parking. Brandon drives Steve along, and Jerry presents Brandon with a new BMW convertible. He wants him to drive it for the summer, and his company can deduct the interest. He throws Brandon the keys and tells him to take a drive up the coast. Is this grooming? Is this is that what this is? Is this is Mr. Rattinger a pedophile? Could be. Please. Just as Brandon is getting comfortable behind the wheel, Jerry asks Brandon if he can give Mrs. Rattinger a ride home. Mrs. Ranger apparently enjoyed some wine at the beach and is up for spilling the tea. Oh, and does she? <laughs> she does. She tells Brandon that Jerry likes to hire young men to chauffeur her around so that he can have affairs. His latest conquest, Sandy. And she also made it sound like he was supposed to sleep with her. Yeah. Or did was I just imagining No. Things? Okay. No. Okay. Uh, his latest conquest, Sandy, Brandon's girlfriend. Brandon is rightfully angry and catches Sandy on her way up to Jerry's room. He asks her to give Jerry his keys back because he is no longer interested in either of them. So there. Sandy tells Brandon that it's not just some cheap, sordid affair, just a regular expensive affair. Yep. They both tell the other one that they don't know each other, which they've been on two dates, so that's accurate. And Jerry catches the argument and knows that Brandon knows about the affair, and the three of them stand quietly, doing some eyebrow acting. There was some serious eyebrow acting. Yeah, and Sandy just stood on the stair while just right. holding on to the thing with her leg up in the air. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Move. <laughs> God. And scene. Brandon heads home where his father is asleep in the chair, and he wakes up and decides to have a heart-to-heart -heart with Brandon. He tells Brandon that he can go ahead and work for Rattinger, and Brandon says, no thanks. Jerry confronts Brandon in the locker room the next day. Again, why is Brandon in the locker room all the time? Maybe he's grooming. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Jerry wishes that Brandon could be more discreet and tells Brandon that his conscience is clear about his affair. That's usually how it works when you don't have one, Jerry. Mm -hmm. And then Rattinger suggests Brandon go talk to his boss, Henry. <laughs> Brandon heads to Henry's office where Henry talks about catching up on his programs on his VCR. Such 90s things. Oh, Brandon goodness. asks him if he's fired and Henry says that Rattinger asked him to fire Brandon. And that he said he'd considered it. 
Henry says he has considered it and he's not going to do it. Attaboy. He says that he'd just like to see Rattinger run the club without him in the middle of July, and I am confused. Does Jerry own the beach club? If so, can't he just fire Brandon himself? Oh, maybe. That's a body. (laughs) (laughs) He then tells Brandon he's not particularly good at his job. Brandon's not particularly good at his job. I mean, why start now? Yeah. And he just wants Brandon to know that not everything is bought and paid for in L.A. Henry then tells Brandon that Sandy quit and then introduces Brandon to the young and the restless. And I was more of a one life to live girl myself. Around this time, I think I was kind of young and the restless because my grandma loved young and the restless and you kind of had to know what she would just all of a sudden go into like talking about, Mm -hmm. like you could be on the phone with her talking about, you know, my aunt or my uncle. And all of a sudden she'd start talking about Nikki and, did you know Nikki was pregnant and then she fell and oh they thought that she was gonna lose the baby and I remember distinctly my mom one time going, Are these real people? <laughs> and my grandma said, No. So I happened on there in the restless. And my mom said, I don't watch that show, and she hung up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we all got into the soaps that we watched as our grandparents. Yes. My grandmother watched all the ABC soaps. So it was All My Children, One Life to Live in General Hospital. Yep. I, I still watch General Hospital still. I haven't I haven't watched in probably thirty years. I haven't watched a soap opera in thirty years. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. So now you can pick it up again. It's probably just the same. No, I'm okay. Okay. Back at West Beverly, Brenda has taken the new information provided by old Jimbo and used it to connect her emotions and had the whole class rolling with laughter. Oh Brenda, you clown. <laughs> She then takes a lesson, takes the lesson that she's okay to be by herself and decides to apply it to her 16-year-old love life. She tells Andrea that she's ready to head to the beach. Is the beach ready for them? Yes, it is. It really is. Brandon is once again standing at the tennis court fences just in time to catch a disputed call with Jerry and his rich friend. He calls in Jerry's favor and Jerry stares at him while moving his eyebrows again. Brandon then catches Sandy as she's loading up her car. She is headed to San Luis Obispo. I think it's right by St. Louis. And then she's going to stay there with her mom and sister and her really big bandana headband. Yep. She confessed that she and Jerry have been together for over three years and it's time for her to move on because guess what? They don't ever leave their wife and kids. Mm. They can tell you that, but they don't. Right. She then tells Brandon to say goodbye to Dylan for her. Uh, What? Stay away from him, you homewrecker. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> Brandon hunts Dylan down and offers to buy him a lemonade. Dylan agrees and they head to lunch. Seriously, when is Brandon going to get to do the work that he is supposed to be paid for? Dylan tells Brandon that Sandy isn't a bad person. She's just unhappy. And then suggests that Brandon not ask him if he slept with <clears throat> a girl that Brandon is interested in ever again. I mean, how small of a town is Beverly Hills? Why should this even be an issue? Brenda and Andrea find them, and as does Donna and Kelly. Kelly says that the 13-year-old that Steve tried to make a move on chose David Silver over him. Maybe she just doesn't like mullets. <laughs> as if he has been summoned. Aww. David shows up with said 13-year-old girl and suggests that they all go watch the Grunion. They all meet at the beach without David, even though it was his goddamn idea. And Dylan and Brenda decide that they can try to be friends. And then the Grunion show up. And for some reason, Brandon tries brushing them away with his stocking cap. Sure, wait all year for them to show up and then immediately try to get rid of them. Beverly Hills, I tell ya. 
two things. Like, Brandon was dressed like it was really cold outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was just kind of wearing sweatshirts, which I thought Andrea looked really cute in her pink sweatshirt mm-hmm. and her hair to the side. She should wear that look more often. But... I'll let the writers know. Okay. <laughs> if you could do that. I've, I've got their ear. Okay. But, yeah, I just didn't understand why Brandon was dressed like it was 40 degrees outside. They're so confused with Brandon's wardrobe. Like, I mean, that one hat he wore that one time. I just can't let that go. That hat. <laughs> that hat and then they're all, all yeah, of your days. They're all sitting in the the um, newspaper office, and they've all got, like, long sleeve shirts and jeans on. Everybody else is wearing, like, board shorts and tank tops. They must keep that uh, newsroom frosty. Oh, now I want a frosty from Wendy's. All right, so any podcast recommendations? Well, no, we gotta do. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, first. I do try to skip this. You do. I, I, I did last time. time. I did. Oh, you did oh. It last time, but it's always the just so one. tired. <laughs> I don't even know what the issue of the week is. Issue of the week: fidelity um, and fidelity. Brandon can't be bought. I don't yeah, know. He kind of can. Kind of, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of. A, we don't really have a good issue for this. But Brandon did get a love interest he named did. Sandy. Tell oh, me about Sandy. it. Doug. Yeah. It's like the worst song in Greece. <laughs> I hate that song with passion. Branded. Drive through. <laughs> branded. Oh, oh like branded. branded. They're actually saying Brandon. Approval. Approval. What will they say? Monday at high school. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Monday at school. Yeah. We're not paying anybody. When you we said you were those. when you said you were stranded at the drive thru, I thought it was gonna be about diet coke. <laughs> stranded at the drive in. I used to drive through. Oh maybe I did. I'm not thinking about diet coke. Diet coke. So delicious. Okay, now Is that we've that blonde girl. <laughs> the best. Uh, one time I went we went through. Did you hear that story? We went there as a family and we only got one diet coke and then we got some like ice cream cones. And the, we got up to the window, and the guy looked all confused, and then they kept looking behind him. And he's like, I think we just gave your order to the other car. And Chris is like, why? And he's like, well, because this one just has one Diet Coke on it, and that one had three. And Chris is like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, no, we're just getting some ice cream, and stop calling me out. <laughs> You're going to have to start going to a different McDonald's. I to. They can take my dollar every day. They gladly will. That's what, er, gosh. When we're out, sometimes, you know, he makes me go to the Wendy's on 38th Street mm-hmm. because that's what he calls his Wendy's. And I said, they probably are wondering what the hell happened to you because now that he doesn't work at his normal job anymore or his other job anymore, he doesn't go to lunch at Wendy's anymore. So they're probably going to close down. They probably will. And we've gone there at night a couple of times and he's just like, they're going to mess it up. They're going to mess it up. I need to come during the day. They're going to mess it up. Like, now that they recognize me, they don't mess up my Diet Coke anymore. Oh, goodness. Uh, podcast recommendations. Uh, start, I noticed the other day that there is somebody started putting old episodes of Johnny Carson on, oh, yeah? on as a podcast. Nice. Yeah, so I kind of listened to that. And, of course, still all my, my top faves, uh, all fantasy everything, uh, my favorite murder. 30, 2010, which is no longer in the 80s, and I'm really sad about it because, you know. Is it in the 90s now? Oh, yeah. yeah. 1990. 
Yeah. 90s is the best decade. I know, but I just, maybe eventually, hey, we should see if we can do a crossover with them for if they ever talk about 90s. Now, you know, we could, I should reach out. I will should. do that and say, hey. You know, when you talk about Nano Two and Owl, let us be your let us be your guide. Yes. So, um, but yeah, just my normal my normal faves, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much about about it. And I've like uh, been watching old episodes um, of Another World soap opera mm-hmm. on YouTube because somebody uploaded like a shit ton of them. Better watch and, them before they get removed. Right. So that's why I've been watching them, and man. Talk about 80s cheese, man. I never noticed, like, the one place. So there's, like, a restaurant where some of the action takes place in the soap opera. But they have, like, they play a lot of Whitney Houston mm. and a lot of um, Kenny Rogers, okay. it seemed like, in this restaurant. Like, that seemed to be always is the music playing behind in the background. It's, yeah. like, Kenny Rogers and the first Whitney Houston album. Well, at least they have good taste. I suppose. They must have been the only people they got the rights for. That could be. It's like 1987. They couldn't just have Brian McKnight show up and serenade their girlfriend at a restaurant. No one no. did that. No. Something's in my eye. You talk. Um, so I start, and I I texted you about this one, but I wasn't sure because you didn't respond, and normally you do. So mm-hmm. um, I started listening to True Crime Obsessed. And they oh, watched yes. I true... did see that. I did see that, and I forgot to respond. I'm sorry. They watch uh, true crime documentaries and then talk about them. Oh. And they're both like big Broadway people, and um, they all have they both have other podcasts and stuff. But it, it, it makes me laugh so much. The two of them have just a great dynamic, but it just some of the stuff they say, like I'll have watched the documentary. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I don't remember that part. Like, one of the very first ones they did was Catfish. Do you remember? It was uh-huh. the original Catfish uh-huh. with uh, Neve. Neve. Yeah. Uh, you just have to listen to it. They're, they are quite amusing. Oh, and then uh, you texted me about, or no, you didn't text it to me. You tweeted it at me. That uh, Showmance with Kevin McHale and Jenna Ostwich are going to start doing a Glee rewatch. Mm-hmm. I did listen to their podcast um, beforehand where they were talking to different people and they did talk to some Glee people on there. And, but it, those are the only episodes that I listened to was the Glee, the Glee was the Glee when they had Glee people on, but I did see that their first episode, um, their first two episodes, I think the Leah pilot in um, the second episode. Yeah. Leah Michelle is going to be on there. So I saw somebody tweeted, how are they going to deal with uh, Mark I, sailing? I don't know. They haven't really talked. The ones that I talked, listened to, they talk about Corey. They well, do yeah, talk about him. Because he, you know, he wasn't a pedophile. But um, they really haven't said anything about him on any of the other ones. So I'm not sure how they'll talk about him. And then, too, I'm I'm really, how, you know, I feel bad. Like, how are they going to talk to me and Michelle about Corey? Kind of like. You know, because I'm kind of like maybe at this point, at this point in her life. I mean, she's married now and such, and you know, is she? I'm, I know she's moved on, but I feel like everybody still holds her back to that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because that's when she first came out. That's who she was associated with, and it's probably hard to not. And I'm sure that's a lot of uh, 
a lot of her history. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing she won't have any problem talking about it. She even talked about it. It's even probably going to make me cry. Day. All right. You're talking about emotions now, so it's time for me to stop talking to, about things. <laughs> All right. So next week, we are going to watch whatever episode's number three. It's the one where Dylan gets into a surfing accident and moves back into the house. I don't Not back he, into the house. Well, he moves into in the house for a while, yes. Yes. And he has that bandage around his small, tiny little waist. Yes. Like, eat a sandwich, Dylan. I'll Cindy will take you. care of you. Mm-hmm. She loves you. Start broke. Cut that out. <laughs> anyway. All um, right. So we're at all of the things. We are at uh, Instagram, Donna Martin Graduates Podcast. Twitter, Graduates Donna. We're on Facebook. Yes. And you can email us at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast at gmail.com. And if you subscribe on Apple, rate, review, and subscribe. We have a Patreon, too. Oh, yeah, Patreon, too. I don't know what we're doing for that yet, but we'll figure it out. We will. I promise. Yes. Bye. <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> I guess that's the bye. <laughs>